Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the SAP on Azure video podcast. Today is April 16th and together with Gora and Robert, we're here to talk about anything related to SAP and Microsoft. Hello, everyone. Hi. So in our last episode, we had Kartik talk about the AZ, AZ Azure backup solution for SAP HANA. We got quite a lot of feedback and questions. So in this video, we want to take another look at Azure Backup in general. And for this, Robert actually volunteered to lead us through some scenarios. But as always, before we go there, let's take a quick look at um, this week's news. So I actually want to start um, with the um, announcements or the, the, yeah, the announcement that Microsoft would acquire Nuance, um, which obviously, or I think, is, is very well known for its voice recognition stuff like that. <laughs> but actually, the the main focus, I think, um, and that was also talked about during the um, during the call with um, Satya Nadella and Scott Guthrie, is really about the healthcare um, experience. Because um, actually, if we, if we look back. Nuance at Microsoft, we, we had already um, announced um, a collaboration um, end of last year. And there it was also already about um, yeah, the integration of Dragons with Microsoft Teams and, and, and stuff like that. And now I think we are, we're really trying to take this one huge step forward, obviously, and really look at specific industry. And, and obviously with healthcare, um, that's the, the 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 starting point. That's the um, most important topic there for for nuance. So I'm yeah I'm I'm excited actually what will happen there. Um, I mean think of the industry cloud solutions that we have announced and, and potentially that this could be a beautiful um, fit there uh, to to strengthen these industry cloud offerings. So quite interesting acquisition I would say. Um, the next thing um, we, we had Ram um, talk about Azure Monitor, and if you remember um, when, when he presented, he was saying this is still in private preview. Well, now, good news. Um, two days ago, um, the Azure Monitoring solution um, for uh, and, and with the SAP NetWeaver provider, I mean, that, that's obviously the most important thing, um, that is now in public preview. Uh, so there, there's um, some, some content, some, some blog posts related to this. But if you were excited about the things that um, Ram shared in our podcast a few uh, weeks ago, then uh, definitely uh, check out this public preview here for the Azure monitoring solution. Then another quick thing, um, Roman, Roman Broch, um, again, uh, created a beautiful, uh, it's not a, a how-to guide yet, but, but uh, a beautiful flow basically where he talks about using Azure Synapse with SAP. And what I actually very much like is um, he's using this with the SAP S-Flight model. So I think this, this sample scenario that has been around for, I don't know, tens of years, I would say. And what I like there is actually um, that this is available in every SAP system. I, I mean, you, you can easily generate the S-Flight or activate the S-Flight um, scenario in your SAP system and then um, if you follow the the steps that Roman outlines here, the different scenarios um, with the different personas, then it, it's really nice to see how you can actually get the information from the um, SAP system and really visualize it um, uh, or, or transform it, obviously make it available in, in, in Synapse 
and then uh, yeah, work with the data um, in 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 Azure. Again, this is not yet um, uh, a hands-on tutorial like uh, what we are used to from from Roman when, when we look at the Teams integration or some other fantastic blocks or, or GitHub repos that he has created. But it's it's still a, a very nice um, overview of the main steps, and and you can see there there are some code snippets and stuff like that in there. So it's it's a it's a good first flow, and I'm I'm sure. Um, if you read through this, if you uh, have some some more comments or feedbacks, then I'm, I'm sure Roman will also work on this and and make it even more um, detailed so you can follow um, this along step by step. Um, another thing that was just released um, yesterday, yeah, Dennis van Kempen um, has a has a nice um, summary. <coughs> blog post here on the SAP Community Network um, about identity. And in this specific um, part, it, it's really about um, Azure Active Directory integration, um, how, how, I mean, not, not only, but, but how you can combine Azure Active Directory um, with the SAP Identity Service. Um, there's, there's a lot of documentation, but there's also some, some videos, some references here to um, the, the the video tutorials that are available. Um, there, there's also some some documentation on how to set it up, how to set up the trust, and stuff like that. So um, if you are interested in the single sign-on in the um, identity provision scenario, then I think this um, blog post from Dennis is is a perfect start um, to to really yeah test out uh, the, the the integration of uh, Azure Active Directory, SAP Cloud Platform Identity Service, and so on. Um, in a similar context, um, Martin Repple, so again, um, identity, again, single sign-on, um, wrote his part four um, of the principle propagation. So remember, we, we talked about part one, two, and three. Um, we had Martin also on the podcast um, a few weeks ago where he showed us really um, part three and the whole setup, how to do a single sign-on with principal <coughs> propagation um, from a Microsoft application from Teams into uh, the SAP system on-premise using the SAP um, Cloud Connector and stuff like that. And now he has enhanced this scenario um, using Power Virtual Agent. So part of the Power Platform, the low-code, no-code um, platform from, from Microsoft, there's this Power Virtual Agent functionality that allows you to create a chatbot in, in Teams very easily. But obviously there, you also want to have single sign-on. The single sign-on experience from Teams, from a user that is authenticated in Teams, um, to the SAP system. And um, as always with, with Martin, he, he outlines this very, very detailed. So um, you can see here the um, chatbot on uh, or the Power Virtual Agent um, scenario, uh, the, the, the um, relevant steps. And then obviously, in order to get the authentication, he calls um, certain Power Automate flows um, where the whole token exchange that he had shown us, or that is also part of um, part three, obviously, of his block series, where these token exchange are um, encapsulated basically with these Power Automate flows. And then, well, yeah, you, you get the, the whole scenario again, so that really from Teams, from your Power Virtual Agents, you can actually call um, to the SAP system and re retrieve data um, from there. And I think this this is really, really the crucial piece, obviously, because um, you are starting 
from um, a Microsoft authenticated user, and now you want to access your, your SAP system. And obviously you don't want to provide a um, username and password. You don't want to hard code some information. And, and in this, this blog post, yeah, Martin really outlines all the, the required steps to really have this end-to-end um, -end single sign-on experience. So again, if you have not done yet, and go through part one, two, and three, and, and definitely also um, check out part four and, and follow his guidelines to, to set up single sign-on end-to-end. Then two last announcements quickly. Um, SAP has the SAP Sustainability Summit um, coming up. So um, really an event, a two-day event dedicated on sustainability. I mean, we had talked about Climate 21, about the initiatives um, that SAP is really pushing forward there. Um, what I really like there, obviously, is um, I mean, this is this is really something that is important. This is really something that is very relevant. Um, but I, it's it's great to see that SAP is investing there a lot. I mean, we also talked about Microsoft investing um, or taking the whole sustainability um, topic really serious. So I'm. I'm I'm looking forward to this event. Um, um, there, there are yeah quite a lot of speakers. You can see Julia White, um, obviously former um, uh, Microsoft employee as well, um, joining. But then there's also Luca Mucic, Thomas Sauer-Essig, and Scott Ruffel, um also attending. So so I think uh, this this will also be a really nice um, event, and I think definitely worth um, watching. Good, then the last thing um, that I quickly want to mention, Sapphire Now, Sapphire Now 21 um, is now um, scheduled, is now, um, yeah, has now a, a date basically. So it will be an event that is in, in two parts basically. So there will be a global event um, on June 2nd um, with Christian Klein, obviously. Um, so so this, this will really be the global event. And then um, there are certain regional events. So for EMEA and, and the Americas, it's um, June 7th and, and 10. And then in the other um, regions, uh, there will be, yeah, in the following weeks, um, there will be uh, yeah, local Sapphire events. So definitely also, I think, um, very uh, interesting, will be interesting to see what SAP will talk about, SAP RISE. Um, and, and other, um, obviously, things that are currently happening there. So I think also definitely. Very, um, very brave four days on online. Yes, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> this will be also interesting. But I think, um, I mean, obviously, we all have learned a lot about um, these virtual events. And, mm -hmm. and hopefully, um, yeah, these four days will be, I, I, I guess it will not be 24-7. Yeah, uh, it will be some dedicated sessions. So yeah. yeah, let's see how it will turn out. Good. With these a few updates, um, mm -hmm. let's hand it over to yeah, to Robert and to me. Uh, okay. Yes. So as you can... mentioned, yeah. As you mentioned last time, you know, nobody wants to discuss about backup. Yes. Because somehow it's uh, half boring, half uh, uh, annoying. <laughs> but it's it's always fun to discuss about backup, and uh, I, I, I decide to take a little bit of a funny approach. Yeah, let let's make a fun uh, on a Friday afternoon here in Europe time, and uh, let's discuss a little bit about backup and and uh, restore. Yeah, surprise, surprise, restore is also important. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, if we are talking about backup and we are talking about successful backup, there's no something like successful backup. There's the only successful restore because backup with successor, without success, as, as, uh, valid restore is not good backup. Yeah? And I will try to somehow put all that together and uh, somehow go through this classical naming convention and try to from uh, in this forest of naming convention, try to have some some clarification there and also point on something what we already discussed with Katik. Uh, Katik is good pronunciation for colleague? Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Katik, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm always afraid uh, with our Indian colleagues, I don't want to. <laughs> Robert, also. me too. I, I don't know. We, we would need to ask him. Yeah, okay. okay. He will complain. He will complain. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. So uh, on today's uh, agenda, yeah, let's discuss about consistency. This is a very interesting topic always to discuss about that. Let's discuss about uh, what, when we are talking about system application database bet, backup, what it's actually backup there. Yeah? Data, uh, database backup option we already discussed last uh, Friday about uh, SAP and SAP HANA and our support for Azure Backup for SAP HANA. We will not go deep in that, but we'll just uh, revision what we covered last time. And of course, in general, what we can do in Azure. So the goal, it's in general very short, uh, uh, simple sentences, let's, let's make a fun. Let's try to go through this topic and figure out, okay, what we know and what we can somehow learn new, and I hope we will uh, all together learn something new. And I think the the most funny part is always that part. Yeah, it's always. I, I think this is a, in IT sometimes in comfy corner. If you don't know what to do, you can always start to discuss about consistency and backup. Yeah, <laughs> because okay, inconsistent backup I think is more or less uh, uh, clear. This is uh, the oldest oldest uh, backup. Uh, uh, what we are doing for a long, long time, it's most cases going in the direction of classical file system backup. Yeah? So we have a disk, I want to create a, a, a backup of that disk, and I'm starting like in this example, in for example, in 10 p.m., and I in around, let's say, I have a huge disk, and I around 10 and 7 p.m., I already backup my Bob.txt file, and if I continue and I'm changing that file later after time, actually I'm not including that change anymore because in most cases when you are doing inconsistent in backup on the start, backup will do, will do the catalog of everything what he need to cover in that next backup step. And he will simply, when you are done with one backup, he will not consider that like a change. And of course in the same uh, fashion is going, if you have something new, Backup will simply ignore because this is not part of of, of uh, catalog collection on the beginning. I mean, there's a different implementation of that, but just to somehow try to uh, bring it on the surface, what is inconsistent backup? Because on the end, when I'm done with backup, I cannot say I have consistent backup because there are some potential changes, there are some potential new files and so on. So this is a classical old way of thinking around backup. Then the next step is. Uh, that we try somehow to find a way where we'll just uh, say, hey, uh, hit the pose, and then we'll all do the snapshot. And it's more uh, uh, going direction this crash consistence backup, where we just find a, you know time and say, okay, hit the break, yeah, and just uh, uh, do the snapshot. But in general, from system perspective, for application perspective, for anything what is running in that, for example, virtual machine, 
that environment, that operating system, or that that uh, application level, or database level, or whatever it's running, that virtual machine have no clue what is happening. Yeah, so it's just snapshot of 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 uh, of all what is currently there, and actually from from application perspective or for database perspective, this can be crash consistent backup. I mean, if you are going carefully now in direction uh, direction of database, database is more or less always crash consistent. So why is called crash? Because it's same like you switch off and switch on your PC. It's the same same status. So because you know what you don't know what you will face when you start next time. Yeah. And in most cases today, backup uh, today databases are very good in recovering. Yeah. But sometimes may happen the database will go to analyze the log next start. And he, uh, database need to decide. Okay, I will go in the next step. So I will commit what is what I find there and is valid, or I will decide to go back and say, hey, roll back. I don't like that. Eh? Classical example is where I have some some challenges with this kind of backup. Is if I try to transfer money from one account to another account, I can remove the money from one account and then do the snapshot, and then I will not mark actually the 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 transferring is finalized on another account, and if I recover, I will not see the valid situation. There's a many, many complex business scenario, business use cases, or let's call them business transactions, which need to, which uh, they uh, face the challenge with this fresh consistent mindset. Yeah? And uh, of course, there's a solutions like auto recover. Yeah? So in most cases, you will go there and you try to figure out when you start your system, okay, what is wrong and try to clean that. Uh, in most cases, this is a you know chicken egg problem. You need to really sometimes have the expert system to to be able to recover that. Or on other side, you need to be very careful how you're building your system in a way that every logical transaction is somehow combined in physical transaction, and this can be also complex. And I think this is one of the cases why today we are going in those decoupling mindset. I mean, we always dream that we have decoupled systems, that we don't have the too much connection to, between our components. And today with uh, microservices, actually we are going very heavily in that direction, stateful. And if you think like that, so you have a many stateful components and uh, stateless components, and the only stateful components you have uh, its database. So then it's much easier also from that consistency perspective to guarantee that your complete system, yeah, complete landscape is actually consistent. Today, still in client server, uh, or when we are discussing about <coughs> SAP, this is actually very, can be very dangerous. So we, we need to be very careful. So if you have a, something like underlying the um, storage system and you are just doing the storage snapshot, you actually doing the crash consistent. These storage systems today are very, very good and very complex, and they are doing that snapshot in various milli, milli, milliseconds. And the chance that you will be inconsistent is actually very low. But still, without restore it, yeah. you will never know. Yeah. So the best way is to go to the next step. Yeah. And uh, this is called application consistent backup. Yeah. Where is very simple. I mean, you know, if you want to have a relationship between two personas, you always need to somehow start to communicate between those two personas if you want to have a good relationship. Yeah, and it's same like like uh, in in this this use case. So you will start with backup. You will notify the, all your listeners, so-called writers, and then on that part you will 
all writers will say, hey, just wait, I need to do something. I will do the freeze. I will freeze all my next steps. I will commit my changes. Data will do some save points. Uh, operating system will flash the cache from, from disk, for example. Prepare everything for, for one consistent snapshot. Yeah? And this is the only way how you can guarantee that you will be consistent across, across your components. Uh, the, the the good example of that is a volume shadow copy service. This is a very very old. Copy. I think it's coming from from Windows NT. It's 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 uh, it's uh, um, developed in Windows. Uh, it's also we also I think implement in in, in a, a Linux stat. And it's going in that direction, what I already explained. So requester will send uh, a notification. Hey, I want to start uh, to, to do the, some snapshot. Uh, then writers will receive this event. Writers will prepare everything. Writers can send the, I think, XML out and then communicate with each other, agree what is the valid status. And when everything is, is there, where all writers say, I'm done, then actually the service will notify the hardware or service, software provider and then you'll execute the snapshot. And of course, if you go one step back, uh, when I'm done, I will notify listeners again and then continue with working. And this is what, what many uh, storage systems are doing, like NetApp, for example. So if you start to, uh, to want to execute a snapshot, you will notify the HANA. HANA will do save points and a snapshot, uh, NETA uh, will do the snapshot. And this happened very quickly. Yeah, And this is nothing uh, new. This is a traditional way of, of doing that properly. And in many cases in documentation or some blogs, you will see that people are thinking about or mentioning application consistent backup and think this is also the database consistent backup. From my personal perspective, I think it's a little bit confusing because uh, application itself in that scenario where we're uh, talking about database is database itself. Of course, mm -hmm. this is one application, but this is from engine perspective. But if you want to do consistent uh, uh, snapshot of your database or consistent backup of your database, database need to know which database you want to make consistent. Yeah, So there's no something like make a consistent engine yeah so because there's a system database and all stuff so you can maybe vertically make them consistent but correlation between those databases are not consistent you cannot guarantee that in most cases we are talking about database per database consistent backup because this is only what database can guarantee yeah? and so this is somehow from my perspective might sometimes confusing when people are talking about application consistent and they are thinking database consistent but it's actually you cannot have database consistent backup if you don't have mechanism like a application consistent backup, like notifying database, hey, I'm starting the snapshot data will say, hey, wait, I want to do save points. I'll do the save points. Now I'm done. You will do the snapshot and I will continue yeah? and froze IO, IO uh, communication and I will do the snapshot and I'm free to go and uh, work in uh, my normal uh, mode. So this is a more or less what is happening. It is always funny way how to to interpret that, but it's very simple to understand how to work with that. It's why I'm mentioning that because if we want to go a little bit further, we need to somehow understand which option we other options we have in uh, to to approach to backup something in this case SAP landscapes. So it's also when we're discussing. I mean, this is not I'm not, not talking. Explicitly, 
explicitly here about SAP systems, it's it's any system. Yeah. So if I have different application and those applications are using database and they are somehow part of one one landscape, one system. So to 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 say that I have a consistent system backup mean that I need to notify all components of my system. They need to be aware of that. They need to somehow freeze all together. And I mean, this is in most cases not happening. In most cases, you know, on application level, application instances or application server, for example, in SAP world, will be nice that they know that you are going in application set, that you are going in application consistent backup, and then they will stop the communication, they will clean the, the memory, or they will finalize the log or whatever, just, just dummy examples. And then you, they will notify database, now I'm free, I, you can continue. SAP does not have that. Yeah? So in most cases, when we are talking about database backup or SAP backup, we are talking about database backup in SAP system because everything is anyhow there. Yeah? And we need to be sure that that database is actually uh, inconsistent status when we are starting with our database backup. Uh, which backup options we have? We already discussed last time the SAP HANA database backup in Azure or Azure backup for SAP HANA. This is actually what we discussed last time. I'll just share the uh, documentation. So this is uh, actually what we discussed last time. So this is a SAP HANA database backup. So actually, this is very nice documentation because you can simply go through this documentation in, in pair with our video from last Friday. And you'll see that uh, our colleague is actually just presenting exactly the same steps which are documented here. So you can simply go and try by yourselves following those steps and also in the restore the same same option. Of course, we have other options in, in Azure. Of course, we can Azure uh, use the Azure backup for VM so we can complete VM. We can also, this is now in a general mobility, it's, we can also do the direct disk snapshot so when you are starting azure vm back backup we can also select which disk we want to backup but here we can really select independently of vm so we are not actually backupping vm we are just simply selecting the disk from the list of disks which are available in that subscription where we are running that uh, azure disk backup and we will simply execute that part so the best way to to understand that is if i go to backup center and for example, if I invoke the backup, you will see that I have option HANA is there, Azure Disk is there, Blob and all other stuff. But if you go in old way, if you go to Recovery Service Vault, open one of this Recovery Service Vault and start the backup, you will see there's no much options there because this is a new, sorry, this is a new functionality what we have in Backup Center where we are trying to organize everything in one dashboard, in one central place. This is, I mean, the reason behind why it's called center, backup center. And if you select the Azure disk, for example, you need to select the, uh, the vault. This is backup vault. This is not recovery service vault. This is another vault. You need to uh, create that vault. If you don't have it, you need to create it. I have one small test here. Standard that wall is need to be somehow dedicated for one subscription resource group and location and so on. And you need to do this uh, um, select which storage redundancy you want to locally redundant or geo redundant. 
and then uh, you will select the backup policy. I, I think it's clear. And now it's interesting. Now you see that I will select from all this what I have in this subscription. Of course, if I have multiple subscriptions, I will can select some disk from other subscriptions, say OK. But you see, there's no notation about virtual machines. So there's a, there's a owner that owner is some machines, but I can independently of that machine select those disks and I will get the snapshot of those disks. Yeah? So I'm not actually executing Azure VM backup, so I'm going directly to the disk and executing the snapshot. And those disk snapshots are incremental. So first time will be, let's say, big, but second and third time, I will just have delta, so I just have differences. And this is very, very nice and very attractive. And what is very nice, on the end, I will have that in my uh, backup center here under the monitoring, and I will see the progress and all that stuff. It's, I, I think it's very nice. So why is that part interesting to, to think, discuss about this Azure Disk Backup? And because if we go, for example, in this direction, so if we said that we have one system, and let's say in the database, we have, of course, we have one disk for operating system and multiple maybe disk in, 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 in a RAID uh, in the, for data or uh, for log disk, yeah, standard, uh, for example, SAP HANA configuration in Azure. And let's say that if we have one uh, disk only for backup. What we can do, we can. Uh, one of the option is that we can use a standard uh, database. Um, any database can be HANA, can be Oracle, can be anything else, which are not, for example, supported from Azure Backup today. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, like Oracle or DB2, I can use the normal Oracle uh, tooling to, or SQL or SAP Oracle uh, backup tooling to backup that database on the disk. For example, on this backup disk. And then, for example, after that is successfully done, I can use it to copy and uh, copy that to Azure Block Storage. But also, I can maybe when I'm done with that copy process and backup. For example, I know that backup is done in three o'clock in the morning. I can maybe create the snapshot of this disk using the Azure Disk Backup, this new functionality, and just execute the snapshot of the disk so that I have a actually copy of that backup. So I can combine that. I can copy that to uh, block storage. I can uh, do the snapshot. So there's a, some option to do that. There's a true, there's a, some manual steps there. There's a, some requests for scripting. There's no nice way to monitor end-to-end -end scenario, but it's probably a category of, of, of the, the most uh, attractive from pricing pers perspective. And probably this is maybe good for small customers where RTO is maybe six hours or more, where we have a time to play something like that. But I would like to think about that a little bit further and say, okay, hey, you know, this is maybe cheaper than using Azure Backup in any direction with Azure VM Backup, uh, Azure Backup for HANA, Azure Disk Backup. But still, in Azure Backup, with complete Azure Backup, what I'm getting is I'm getting complete managed service. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we need to think about that. It's not just uh, that I receive something that I'm getting some functionality. I'm receiving completely managed service. With, because, uh, I don't need to take think about redundancy. 
I have a receipt SLA. So this is really managed by, by Azure, by Microsoft. Yeah? So I, I can back up SAP HANA. And we already have seen last time that we have a great roadmap for that. Azure backup support for other databases also coming. Then we will improve that um, Azure backup functionality more and more. Then Azure Backup Center is a new functionality where I have a nice dashboard. Then Azure Backup Center and Azure Lighthouse is also supported, which means I can cover multiple ten tenants or Azure accounts across my customers in one dashboard. I mean, there's many, many advantages of using backup. So I will really stop and think, is this really better to somehow go a few euros cheaper and do some scripting instead of simply rely on of, of something which is already managed? Of course, we can always say, but Robert, you know, Azure Backup does not cover all use cases. You know, it's not yet on the level where we can say it's full-blown uh, backup product like like some professional tools, uh, what we have like Veritas, Veeam, Commvault, and so on. So those famous, famous old backup tooling, which customers are using for years and years on on-premise. But those tooling are actually also supported in Azure. So if we want, if customer already have some of those toolings, like for example, Commvault, and he, uh, they want to continue to using that, they can just simply go to Azure Marketplace, for example, browse all uh, applications, go to the storages, storage, select the backup and recovery, and here I can see that I have a very Veeam, I have Veritas, I have a uh, Convolt. So if I, for example, select the Convolt, I have an option to see, okay, how much will cost me uh, that virtual machine? What about about licenses? So this is bring your own license. So you need to do to see with Convolt, okay, can you use your existing on-premise licenses? And if not, why you what you need to do? And if I want to use that, what I will actually need to do, I will select what which of those options or software versions I would like to uh, use in, in my Azure landscape. And then you will see that what I'm getting is very famous wizard when I, the same wizard when I'm creating the virtual machine. Okay, this is a, nobody's <laughs> reading this, <laughs> this uh, license stuff. And now you see, this is a wizard, standard create virtual machine wizard. What is the difference is only that image here is mm -hmm. actually the Commvault image. So this image is, is prepared from our Commvault partner. Customer will actually decide how big is that image. So there's a suggestion which size to use that from Commvault. But everything else, networking, disk management and everything, I will decide on my own what is the best way, where I want to put that, so I have everything under control. But still, this virtual machine I need to maintain later. Yeah? So maybe also I need to be sure that I back up this machine if something go wrong, that I can restore quickly and continue using that, that uh, Commvault uh, client, and so on and so on. So balance is always there. Yeah? The best way, I mean, Commvault is very nice. Many options are there, you can use for example, from the same user interface, you can select the backup and automatically send to, to Azure Blob Storage, so you don't need to do some, some client scripting uh, software is covering there for you. So there's some functionality, which I already mentioned, like, like uh, uh, extra options, 
So you can use that with some of those third party partnering uh, tooling already there. In our side, you cannot use some of those options. So, but we are like slowly going that direction to have all those functionality. So, I mean, it's it, if my recommendation, if customer like to use uh, third party tooling, which they're already using on, on the premise, just free to go in, in Azure uh, with those tooling and maybe slowly in parallel, just check, okay, in which, which combination this native Azure uh, functionality or services are may, may be better fit. And as I mentioned uh, before, I would like to have some small takeaways on the end. So before actually thinking about, okay, you know, I'll want to save some 50 euro per month or three, uh, 300 euro per month. I mean, please think about what you will get in that managed service. Yeah, it's not just one service, uh -huh, backup versus backup on, on, on the premise, because we should try to avoid discussion or or thinking in direction. OK, here we're discussing about apples, here we're discussing about oranges. We need to just be sure that we are somehow have the same weight on both sides. Because this is managed service and maybe it's not perfect for all your requirements, but still it's it's very good progress. If you just uh, take a look at what we did in last six months or last year with that service, it's promising that we will continue to to very go aggressively with that service. So another side, as I mentioned, third party is very valid option. You can, if you are, especially if you are living in hybrid scenario, you have a hybrid landscape, one part of on-premise, on one part on and, and Azure. Maybe for, for this first phase of migration to Azure, it's best to continue to using existing tool and then later see how you can migrate to the next steps. And uh, yeah, my favorite sentence is, uh, snapshot is not backup. Be careful when you're thinking what snapshot is and how you are using those snapshots. Yeah, And, uh, very, very, very important is, you know, there's no something like successful backup, only restore can be successful. So please test everything what you back up. I know that uh, in, in a premise mentality, this is more, more or uh, less equal to very expensive process, because if you want to do restore, you need to simulate, for example, your productive landscape, and you need to have a space for that. And if you have a a uh, very complex productive landscape, this can be very, very expensive. And this is a part where you can use the Azure because Azure is very flexible. You can very, uh, very quickly set up uh, the landscape, test your uh, restore, and when you're done, just delete everything and use that flexibility in cloud. So you can combine that in hybrid scenarios very well. So that's all. Uh, Olga, what I prepared today. So you have, I, I assume that you have some questions or you want to comment something on that. Yes, of course. No, no, thank you, Robert. I, I think that was that was really good. Um what 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 you mentioned with the third party support, I think that that's really something that I also see with a lot of customers that they are very used to, for example, using Commvault on premise and they're perfectly fine. They have um colleagues trained on this they know how to operate this and now they are starting their migration into into azure and then um, all of a sudden obviously they also need to look after an um yeah a backup scenario in 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 azure and i think it is obviously perfect to to start and to continue to use with Commvault there um, mm -hmm. as you said it, it's super easy to set up um the Commvault experience and it was nice to see in the 
in in the portal how you basically then just need to click next 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 and then um, Commvault is installed. But as you rightly pointed out, this is this is a one-time thing. This is not a managed service that that is provided. Mm. So I I liked your idea or your thought that well um, maybe you start with Commvault, maybe you start with some third-party applications that are also really specialized. I mean, looking at Oracle backup or something like that or DB2 backup. There and Commvault has already some some really beautiful solutions, but maybe you can already start looking at um, some of the uh, backups done with Azure Backup and and no, really have a manage service, and then mm. maybe you can yeah really yeah, take the, the the tools that are already good uh, are really working for your scenario and 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 use them, but um, over time maybe migrate more and more. Um, solutions into Azure Backup as, as yeah. really a, as a managed service. Yeah, I mean, for example, take a look. This, this is actually the document what we uh, uh, create together with our partner, our Commvault. And I mean, you know, we are not ignoring our partners. We are still uh, working with them, and we are creating the best practices together. And this is a very good example. Yeah, uh, this is a very nice document where we actually explain what how to use Commvault in 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 Azure to protect SAP HANA. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's there's many options, and uh, uh, I think it is also good. You know, sometimes if you have too much options, it's also not good. But I think in this case, it's very good because backup is a very complex topic, and it depends on your landscape, depends on your habits also, or your policies. Yeah, what what is always clear, you know, on the end, the storage what you need to have based on your policy is always the same. Mm. Doesn't matter if you're using Commvault, is using Azure Backup. More or less, you will have the same price from the storage perspective. You you need to reserve if you need 70 terabyte of, of storage. You need 70 terabyte. Doesn't matter in which case. Yeah, maybe you will have some compression rate uh, better in one solution than another. But I mean, you will not save something like 50 percent of your uh, storage. Uh, you will probably save some some few percentage. So there's always a service level and, and storage level. So this service level is very important. Go in direction, okay, I like that service level, or I like from combined with Microsoft Azure Backup and see what we'll can use from there because it's cloud native uh, and it's managed service is much easier uh, and I don't need to maintain anything. I just actually, let's say, need to click there and, and do it. Yeah. I yeah, that, I, I think I, I still, still, it's you know, it's it's a topic which we need to invest a lot from our side, and also I think it's a very interesting topic because probably, uh, you know, improving complete storage uh, in in uh, in complete in cloud environment or in general storage like like a topic, yeah, probably we'll see in the future more and more better options how to do the the. The storage, but is also need to to reflect on architecture of applications. Yeah? Mm. And this is combination which will see much more progress, I think, in the in the future. Yeah, yeah. and I think this this combination, or also, I mean, the the choice that that, that we are providing, that we are saying, well, of course, you can continue to use Commvault, and actually, it's not fairly complicated to set up. You really go to the marketplace and you quickly run through it, and then you have Commvault or if there are there are other scenarios, you can use other third-party um, yeah. um, backup solutions, or again, you can use Azure Backup. So, so we really provide 
customers a choice um, to to run their backup solutions. And again, maybe um, Azure Backup might not be the ideal solution if you have um, hundreds and thousands of um, virtual machines that you need to back up or something like that. A very specialized cases with Oracle, with DB2 and whatever. And then mm -hmm. it makes absolutely sense to go with a specialized partner that has a good, good offering there. But then maybe mm -hmm. there's another customer that has just his one SAP HANA database um, running on Azure. And then for them, obviously, it's very convenient to have a fully managed service that allows them to, to yeah, back Yeah, but up you know, in, in Azure, you have also other options which you didn't uh, face on on-premise, you know, because if you take a look on sandbox systems or development system, or maybe part of the our productive system, which you don't need 24-7, yeah? and you want to snooze them. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So, you know, then you need to actually back up the image of the VM. Yeah? So you it's crash core system because everything which is online is crash core system from backup perspective because backup have no clue how how you get that image and this is another perspective you know you you have other options that uh, the that that part of the landscape which you anyhow snoozed over the night you can also do some some kind of, of mm -hmm. cheap backup solutions or cheap yep. snapshot solution because it's completely different uh, uh, reality so to say huh? yeah yeah i mean I, I mean it's 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 very very <laughs> as you mentioned annoying topic yeah but it's 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 uh, like everything else. It can be complex, but can be also very simple. Huh? Depends <laughs> on, on on landscape. Depends of, of requirements. And I think on on the Azure Backup, in most cases, you you may see that uh, that this culture changes between on-premise mentality and uh, cloud mentality are in the conflict. Yeah. So mm -hmm. sometimes you need to somehow break uh, put the brake and say, hey. What I can do better in, now in Azure, yeah? and this is this is very crucial that you just hit the brake and say, "Hey, maybe in Azure I can do something much better yeah? and cheaper." Yeah, yeah. and okay. And I mean, I hope that that somehow I shake the little bit the 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 the, the topic. Yeah, it's very funny topic. I there's some uh, misunderstanding always. Yeah. I I present my interpretation of that. I'm not saying that it's correct. It's just my honest interpretation it's it's i think it's fun yeah and what uh, our colleague present last week uh, it's amazing that how big progress we already have there yeah and and as you said i mean in the cloud there's a lot of innovation happening all the time so um very soon we'll have additional functionalities um also with azure backup and then maybe um then some things that stopped you from using azure backup or stopped you from using other um, services all of a sudden they are resolved and then you can actually go ahead. Yeah, so um, Robert, I think that was great. That was really a good um, overview, uh, a good recap. Also taking into account the, the the feedback that we had gotten from the uh, from the last session. So yeah, thank you very much for that. Yeah, welcome. Good. With this, I think we're done for today. Um, thanks for watching. Please subscribe, please uh, retweet or whatever, and then we'll talk to each other next week again. Yeah. So bye bye. Until next time. Bye bye.